Well, Thanksgiving's a pretty morbid holiday now that you think about it, right? Well, that was a morbid pre that. And then they're like, hey, let's be friends because we're all dying it's now. Yeah, but now Thanksgiving's all about like family and eating a bunch and football. You really forget how awful that holiday actually is. It's actually pretty terrible. There's no doubt about that. But with that in mind, Thanksgiving is also one of my favorite holidays. Holidays have just kind of been me hanging out by myself. Yeah, what do you do when you have a kid? Hang out with a child. Just get drunk with your child. Probably won't do that, but... (laughs) Yeah, probably not the greatest idea. But it is an option. It is an option. Terrible option, but an option nonetheless. Yeah, I'm not going to say every idea is a good idea. Most ideas are actually, if you think about it, just do the math. Just statistically... A good portion of ideas, like I would say 90% of ideas are bad ideas. Or shit, yeah. Exactly. Significantly higher than that. Yeah, most of them. Like the majority are terrible. 99.999% of ideas are fucking awful. Because most of the ideas that I do are bad ideas. Just think of all the ideas that I don't do that I just have. That's fair. I've had like many ideas ideas that are like, you can't do that. (laughs) Hey, that's, uh, that's not good. Don't do that one, idiot. There's many of those. You know what's probably a good idea, though? Start recording? Yeah, that's the one. You nailed it. My good or what? Um, I would classify that one as a good idea, yeah. Nice. You in general? No. That idea? Yes. Rude. What is up, you Karens? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the useless 3MC permanent, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is the 14-card sideboard, Matt. Matt, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, buddy. Just uh, living my life, dodging rain, raindrops today. Yeah, the weather's kind of been shit lately. What happened to spring? We It snowed in Pennsylvania. It's supposed to snow here uh, this weekend. Well, it was just like a light, like when I was taking the dog out, a couple snowflakes in between the rain. But I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck weather. off with that noise. What are you doing? It's supposed they, to be spring. Figure it out already. First, we have all this covid stuff and now i have to deal with not nice weather gotta do what you gotta do bud i'm looking homeless now because i've decided just to not shave my beard because of laziness and obviously can't get my hair cut so i'm just like descending slowly into homelessness yeah my hair is starting to do the surfer flip oh i'm 100 percent at that point i'm gonna i'm just going back in time to high school tyler where i had just like obnoxious long hair the questionable yeah, well, looks of you, a high school kid can't oh yeah i had my hair was a foot long you did have really long hair, didn't you? A foot long, and then 12 inches plus. So it's more than a foot. Yes. <laughs> Math checks out. Today we learned the metric system on the Fetch Shock podcast. It adds up. Did you donate it to Locks of Love, dude? Uh, wigs for kids. Oh, so yeah, it's, pretty, I didn't know there was. Much, yeah. So basically same thing. Yeah. So then now there's some there there was some kid out there with your blonde hair, like full circle. probably wouldn't be. How long do those last? I don't like how know. How long is your wigs good for? Turns out I've never had a wig, so I don't actually know. Friggin' nerd, who doesn't have a wig? Not me. I have a luscious hair. Fair. Should have a wig. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make face wigs, like for people who can't grow beards? That would be really sad. Like it's just a strap on beard? What if you have alopecia, dude? Then you don't have a beard. <laughs> but what if you want a beard? What if you want to experience what it's like to have a beard? I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> you're still still on the fence of <laughs> no i'm i'm not on face the face wigs no such thing you're that totally person off, is gonna off start on the idea of face wigs. facewigs.com and be a billionaire now you watch oh i'm going to start facewigs.com so you start growing your hair out again and then i'll shave it and then i'll instead of turning it into a head wig 
I'm going to turn it into a face wig. Wouldn't it be better to just grow a beard and then shave the beard off? I feel like beard hair grow, it takes a longer time to grow than head hair. Absolutely, but it's more realistic. You'd think someone's a psychopath if they have someone's head hair <laughs> on their face. What if you cut it like small enough and you just like patch it together? What if they have curly hair? That'll work out fine. We'll just perm your hair, cut it off, turn it into a beard, sell it on the internet, make millions, retire. That'd be a blonde-ass beard, dude. Well, we can dye it, right? Now you're stepping into a ball game that I don't even want to play. <laughs> my my beard wig empire that we're just going to take a bunch of blonde, shave their heads in their sleep, dye their hair, whatever desired beard color, and just hot glue it to somebody's face. The hot glue is the <laughs> is what got, gets people. Yeah, I mean, how else are they going to... You don't want you don't want like to be having a conversation and then your beard just like fall off. Got to get to six somehow. <laughs> if you're talking to someone with a six-inch beard and it just fell off mid-conversation. <laughs> just, like, drops to the ground. What do you do in that scenario? I don't do know. Do you just walk away? Uh, prob- No, I probably got some questions. Like, hey, uh, what happened? would probably be the first question I would ask. This got weird. It got re- weird this real got- quick. You want to, like, talk about magic or something? Uh, no. Beard. Uh, let's continue talking about the... the uh, Beard.com. Yeah, the wigbeard.com. Dot net. Dot neck. <laughs> Beard dot neck. Oh, and that. that's the show, folks. Yeah, and we will see you next week, nerds. God, oh, God damn it. I give up. I don't well, want to play we anymore. Close out the episode, because we have to end on that note, I guess we could plug something. eBay.com. There we go. Did it. That's where you can buy the the face wigs. Beardwig.net. That's going to be the eBay link. We got to diversify and sell it on multiple different websites. Yeah, platforms, obviously. Facebook Marketplace, it's everywhere. TCG Player. If you want a digital copy of your wig beard, you can buy it on card order. Can we not be friends anymore? (laughs) No, Matt, we have to plug our our new Discord. Yes, that. Let's do that. We do. We are now the, uh, the proud fathers of a fetch and chalk discord that we are there's yeah, already so, some folks in there yeah we do have a actually a good handful of people most of the people are individuals that we have played paper magic with but yeah so we wanted to get something together on discord that's just a nice place where everybody who interacts with the podcast listens to the podcast friends family can get together and shoot the shit about magic the gathering because we obviously can't do it at an lgs right now or in somebody's basement, or at a kitchen table. And I'm not giving my phone number to you savages. But we have a Discord now, so nobody needs our phone number. They could just reach us on there. Yeah, that works. Yeah, so there's just going to be like a general bullshit one. There's going to be a, a brewing one, which is already pretty active, because because Homeless Fabio is testing out some modern decks. Yeah, getting in there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a section for buying and selling, and if there's any other sections that we figure out that we need, we can just add them because that's how the internet works. Yep. Very simple to add technology. Crazy. So by the time you're listening to this, I'm hoping to get the link posted on our Twitter. It'll probably come out the same time that this uh, episode comes out. So go ahead, hop into the discord and who knows, maybe even for the one year giveaway, being a part of the discord might uh, up your chances. Ah, you cheeky bugger. You listen, I got my mind on the prize. Giving away the prize at least. You're in it to win it, huh? Well, I can't win it. 
what if I just entered and then just randomly got just pulled my own name? Be like, oh, cool. All these things that we got. I'm just going to send them to me right now. You'd actually have to drive somewhere to mail them to your house. That's the Go to the post office. Go to the post office. Give them my address. They just put it directly into the box. And the next day I come and be like, oh, my God, I have mail. Wonder what it is. Yeah. Like, this, what the fuck is this guy doing? I just spent $7 to give myself the exact thing that I was mailing out. A real lonely person. I mean, yeah, it's quarantine, man. Everybody's lonely. True. But very, to escape very true. the loneliness. Go to the Discord. Boom. Go to the Discord. Exactly. And you can interact with, with me. You can interact with Matt. You can interact with other members of the Fetch and Shock Army. Or the Daddies or whatever we're called. The Spicy Boys. Whatever I we're calling what everybody we called, now. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going to make that a, a room in the Discord. Who are we? And just see what people come up with. It's just all just a hot debate about what the fuck are we actually calling people? Because we have never settled on a name, and we probably never will. Absolutely, we'll never settle on it. No, that's kind of the joke, right? Yeah, seems like it. That's just the running gag for the Fetch and Shock pod. But yeah, hop on in the Discord. Uh, come say what's up. I mean, I've been checking it every day. I have it just like live updated in my phone. So if anybody posts anything, it just gets shot ones and zeros directly to me. Beep, boop, beep. That's what it, it goes. Boop, beep, beep. Yeah, that's the sounds of the ones and zeros. Yep. Flying through time and space and hitting me. Absolutely. Well, Matt, have you been playing any magic lately? I know you were dabbling with the with the uh, old school through video. Still just old schooling it up. Play once a week. How's that been going? Good. I finally finished my main board. I uh, didn't get all beta like I wanted, but some of the stuff in beta is like a hundred bucks and it's only good in old school. I'll eventually get there. It's mostly unlimited in beta with two revised cards outside of my mana base. Well, it's about the journey, Matt. If you take time and build this stuff up, then it, it feels more of like a, a deck building process. True, true, true. That's kind of what I miss about early Tyler magic, having an idea for a deck and then not having the cards and then like waiting to find the cards at like a shop or something. Or trading with other people. Yeah. Also what the discord is good for. That's true. The buy, sell, trade section. Oh, look at that. I love how you're just having all the tie-ins, right? You're on your shit right today. I'm, I'm trying my best. You're doing a fucking bang up job, but I'll tell you what, you have been playing some old school. I am still addicted to Aquaria drafts and I am still addicted to commander and I'm still addicted to standard. The exact opposite of what I've been interested in. Or we gotta make sure that we spread our, uh, our love out to all the different formats that magic has. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I've still been kicking people's teeth in with the cycling deck and standard. That's a good deck to just like jam like five or six games in like a half hour. And then just be like, okay, well I've done this too many times. Uh, uh let's move on. Been two in it. Yeah. And a Corio limited still fun. Turns out it's starting like to get less fun. fun. It's starting to get less fun because people are now on to the, the tip of, hey, cycling is just disgusting. Now you can't get the deck that you want to play. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the single best deck in the format. And there's not even kind of a close comparison. So it's just like if you open like a pack one pick one like Zenith Flare, you just take it. And then every other pick throughout the draft is either... The one in the red stinger or the uncommon guy that makes one ones or something else that has a draw synergy. Everything outside of that is you read the card. Does it have at the bottom cycling for two colorless or one colorless? If it doesn't, you pass, you pass that card. (laughs) You just take everything with cycling 
and then you just throw like 13 lands in your deck and take your foot, put it on the pedal, and put that pedal to the metal. And just, yeah, just pick roll up through only cycling cards. Yeah. Well, you just draw so many cards, you pretty much see your whole deck every game unless you kill them before then. And that's kind of like the issue that I've been having online, at least, with Aquaria drafts. If you were sitting down at a table and drafting with like eight other human beings, which Lord knows if we'll ever be able to fucking do that again. But if you're doing that, if there is a known best deck like there is the cycling deck, multiple people are going to be fighting over that. And then it's just going to be a watered down mess for all the people who tried to do that. And then there'll be like other good decks. <clears throat> but with online especially because Magic Online, you're playing in leagues and Magic Arena, you are drafting with other human beings now, which is a plus, but you're still playing against people who weren't in your draft pod. So like I can go ahead and ignore the cycling deck and go another direction and just have like a very good playable, like white black attrition based deck with a ton of good removal. And like, I will have a very good, very solid, very playable deck and then win a ton of games. And then I can't even tell you how many times I've like two owed a draft and then in on magic online and then jumped in for the last game being like, Oh, this is a three Oh deck. Like I could totally win with this. And then in that last draft, I just am playing against the person who got the stone perfect for the cycling deck. And I have zero chance whatsoever. And I just get crushed and just get shit on. Yeah. That is the one bad thing about drafting and then playing outside of a pod. That's I always like playing in the pod better. Yeah, I agree. I mean, being able to fire off a game whenever you want and not having to wait for other people in a pod is just better than playing inside a pod, I think, especially for digital magic. Yeah, but that you're is probably not wrong. Frustrating sometimes when you're like, even like on Arena, I'll run through and I'll get like five wins and like maybe catch like one loss. And then I'll just like randomly after those five wins just get thrown against a perfect cycling deck, perfect cycling deck, and then just get rolled and have no way of coming back and just getting just absolutely ground into the dirt can't do anything about it because it's not like you can like really have counter magic in this format there's a couple counter spells and none of them particularly good just gonna get shit stuff yeah and if you worry about like just holding up counter spells you're just gonna get crushed by either the stinger or the guy that makes one ones or the fox or something else and then the second you don't leave counter magic up you get zenith flared in the face for 13 and you're just dead that seems a bit rough mm-hmm Zenith Flare is so good. Yeah, that card's fucking busted. It's so good. But speaking it of cycling. seems like it. Speaking of cycling. Yes. What are you cycling? Speaking of cycling. Lance I Armstrong took, over here. I am pretty much. I am Lance Armstrong, but with one more testicle. No, wait. Three more testicles. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's, yeah, do the math. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but speaking of cycling and testicles. I brought my love for cycling into another format that I am now addicted to, Commander. Yeah, you were telling me about this deck. Yeah, I uh, have taken our wood, my wood nickel form and decided to adapt that into uh, a nice little mono. It, it's not mono Aquaria cards, but a lot of the cards in this deck are Aquaria. <laughs> Over 50% of the deck, I think, is Aquaria and Amonkhet, because those are the most budget-friendly ones. It's also... Probably some of the best cycling cards for cycling one, which is yeah, for sure. seems important. Yeah, big time. But yeah, I built a five color cycling deck. I'm listening. There are there are obviously are not any five color commanders that have anything to do with cycling. But there is Corona the False God. And if there's a commander to play online right now, is that it's the five Corona. color one. Why is no, that? The, the name 
Oh, oh, I didn't even put two and two together. All you there. have to do is switch one letter, and it's the reason why I'm playing online right now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you Corona cheeky the little gone. bugger, you. Yeah, I mean, come on. There's like a million different five color commanders I could have picked, but there's really only one five color commander that I could have picked. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But this deck is super fun when it gets to do the thing, and super not fun when it doesn't. We were just sitting there spinning your wheels. That doesn't seem fun when you're. Not doing what you want to do. Well, it's just like so awkward sometimes when you're cycling through your deck and just looking for a win condition. And then the second you find a win condition, you put it on the battlefield and then everybody just realizes what the, what you're up to. And, uh, and then they just kill you. Yeah, they, they really they put the screws to you. But if they don't, if they just look past you. It's like the next turn. You're just get going and doing the things. Makes sense, I guess. And there because are, you like, really can just go them. berserk. I mean, even just like the spells in the deck that just happen to have cycling that are just generically good in a lot of weird scenarios. Like Rebuild, the two and a blue, instant speed, return all artifacts to their owner's hand, has cycling too. Yeah, that one's good in Commander. I have cast that a ton of times without the cycling. It's really good. There's a couple good removal spells too, like Expunge, Swat. There's a bunch of sick. swats from urza's saga urza's legacy it's like it's the hammer swat Am I right there is one from urza's legacy yes uh, but there's also one with phage on it the phage cool. art is so much better it's literally just her just smacking some dude in the head it's phage she's untouchable well but the guy that she's smacking obviously isn't very clearly not as she she reached out and touched him good pimp slapping oh the onslaught i sorry i had to look up the onslaught one. Oh yeah sassy sassy girl yeah she really is but the only win conditions in the deck are really just like all of the amonkhet enchantments like faith of the devoted when you cycle or when you discard something you could pay one and then drain for two drake haven you could pay one and make a two two wasn't the sharknado in there now well shark sharknado is not legal in this format unfortunately too much money yeah and the card's like two bucks online because of course it is <laughs> oh that's too much money for wood nickel it's just, that's it's like just, infinite money. It's just funny to me. Two dollars is like my entire deck. No, I get it. It's just mm -hmm. funny that you I, said, yeah, that's too. <laughs> yeah, too much. Way too much. That's too rich for my blood. I also do get to play Zenith Flare in the deck, which is extra sweet. Extra spicy. Oh, yeah. The only other win conditions are like the Drannis Stinger classic Aquaria Limited All-Star. That's a five color deck, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But I love I am so, so stoked on Commander on Magic Online. It is such a fucking blast, dude. Yeah, I just, it's hard for me to do it. I've tried. It's impossible to be salty playing Commander for me. Like, I even played up this week, I played against somebody who, turn two, got the one Commander, the uh, Send Triplet. Turn two, played it. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I was like, what are you talking, you were telling me about this. Yeah, it's they a, cast our Commander, Send Triplet, on turn one. two. And I'm just like, oh, this is cool. And they just took over the game. But it was so cool just to be a part of like that. Even if I was getting my shit just kicked in, Which it was still did. fun. It was still fun. Which will happen that deck? I mean, or you... with that start? I guess not that deck. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't think anybody's beating that unless they just like immediately swords it. But then even then, the the person had six mana on turn two. Turns out that's not bad. It's really good. 
That was one of yeah. my favorite things when I would play Muldrotha is opening hands with like Lion's Eye Diamond and other stupid broken artifact mana. That's why I hate Soul Ring. Fuck Soul Ring. So it's 98 cards plus Soul Ring in your commander. Is there like a deck that doesn't actually once? Um, no. I don't put Soul Ring in my decks because I hate the card. Yeah, you're above sure there's like some we get deck it. out there that I'm thinking. Just we like, get we, it. Listen, I have nothing without my virtues. You're nothing in general. You could have just stopped when you said <laughs> I'm nothing. You fucking come back. That was a good one. That was clever. Clever guy. Sure. If you, I'll, you can keep telling yourself. Thanks. Appreciate it. But yeah, I've been having a blast with this deck. Well, I won with it once with my friends, and I will probably never play with it against them again, because it turns out this is just a combo deck. But... Just having a budget deck online that I can just take into the normal commander rooms and play against people who are playing real decks and still have a chance. That's a neat thing. Yeah, that's actually kind of that is fun of that. Like you can still have fun with not quote unquote tier tier style decks. Is there a tier list for what is it called? Something nickel, wooden nickel or something you call it? Wood nickel. Wood nickel. Um, I don't know if there's a tier list because uh, there's four people that play it. <laughs> and you're two of them. <laughs> me, Yeah, me and myself are two of them. Oh. Uh, Bud is the third. Oh, yeah, my dog Budweiser, he also plays. He was the one who sent triplets. Yeah, he was two. actually playing send triplets with like Soul Ring and send triplets. That's obviously over the price, the, the, uh, the price of the format. Yep. See, so you get it. You understand what it's about. No, but understand what, the, what it's about. Obviously, I know nothing. Yeah, clear. You're trash. How dare you? When your dog is a better to Bud. than you are. Compare yourself to Bud. How dare oh. you, sir? How could I? How dare you? You know, this deck was fun to play for... If I'm ever feeling, like, frisky and want to play a competitive game, this is probably something that I will maybe fix up and maybe push over the budget. But really, this was just something to satiate my cycling hunger. Until well, if you get over up. that, yeah, if you get over that budget, that deck would actually be pretty decent. They literally oh, just sure. made that new commander that lets That's you cycle your first time for free. Yeah, I yeah. want, I want to get my hands on that commander so bad. Yeah, you could probably do some wild things with that. Oh, I can get real frisky with that. So the second I can get my hands on that in paper, that might be something that I pursue. Well, you know what, buddy? I'm getting rid of a bunch of cards. I probably have a good stuff amount of it. If you have stuff for cycling, I might take them off your hands. I would probably be able to find that list when you post it in the Discord, I'm assuming. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. So I've been trying to disrail it for a while <laughs> now, and you keep trying to bring me back. You're yeah, doing I'm gonna such post, an awful job. I'm going to post like an Excel sheet or Google Doc or something in the Discord. So if you want to buy some stuff or trade some stuff, I'll definitely have a list. A lot of the stuff I want is older for old school or uh, pre-modern, but... May have some shit. And then you can find that on the Fetch and Shock Discord. The brand yeah. new Fetch and Shock Discord. And you're going to post that somewhere. Right? Yeah, I'll post it on the Twitter. At, at Fetch underscore Shock on Twitter. There you go. Plug City over here. Nailed it. That's what I'm here for, man. I figured. But Matt, you want to talk about some other formats outside of uh, Old School and Commander? Uh, you mean Luris? Yes. Do I want to uh, talk about Luris? Every and the format, other 74 cards. Every format, including Modern, Legacy, Standard. Pioneer. Um, yeah, it is just Mono Luris. It's Mono Luris for sure. And like, even on the shout out to the Fetcher Shot Discord, on the Discord, we even had a conversation that just modern is just unplayable if you're not playing the fucking stupid companion. Even then, it's still pretty unplayable. But yeah, 
to to your point, yeah, it's it's literally just taken over everything. Yeah, so I've I, I've dubbed this the companion effect that has happened to magic. We are now under the, the spell of the companion effect. I can get behind that. That's a a decent one. And it's similar. I mean, the the closest thing that I can compare right now to is a couple years ago when we had Eldrazi winner. And everything literally just warped around that. Yeah, especially, well, that was mostly modern. But yeah, uh, everything just turned into, okay, I am playing Eldrazi or I am playing a worse deck. But even then, there were some decks that could beat Eldrazi. I mean, you could even say like Hogak was very reminiscent of that. Uh, I disagree. Decks couldn't beat Eldrazi. The only decks that beat Eldrazi were Eldrazi. Use it was that just one upping. Yeah. yeah, it, it was, was one upping because like originally it's the colorless Eldrazi and then it turned into the red blue Eldrazi and then the blue white Eldrazi and then the red green Eldrazi was the Eldrazi that like was the go big Eldrazi. Yeah, it was just Eldrazi decks that were built slightly different to metagame against the other Eldrazi deck. Yeah. But that was the entire format. That now, was the entire format. We have that pretty much the same thing in spades. Except for instead of Eldrazi, it's Luris. And companions in general. Because like in Legacy, I saw that there was a lands list that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah. I don't know if we were talking about it record under the recording or whatever. But No, no, it was before we were started recording. But you did mention that you did see like a lands list and they're playing uh, the Gigantha. Red, yeah, red green that can be your companion if nothing in your main deck has more than one of the mana symbol. So no double green, no double blue, etc. etc. Which they didn't have that really in the first place, so didn't change the deck a significant amount. I think it was LSV who tweeted it because he's like the Luris decks are having like their mana shit. Um yeah, because most of it's like Delver variants and they're just not playing basics. So yeah, they're so you're like, super you can soft waste them out and uh port but even if we're just gonna let's if we're sticking on the topic of legacy it's the format has been so warped by luris where it's just like the existence of luris delver the data they released from the past i believe it was either the legacy challenge or the legacy like super premiere event or super qualifier i mean it was like 75 percent of the meta was luris variant 75 percent. that's a lot and sure, there was like, you can split up that 75% chunk into like Luris Miracles or Luris Delver or some other version. Like Elves is even playing Luris, even though you can't use it as your companion game one because you're playing Crater Hoof Behemoth and you're playing the Archon in your main board. Game two, if those cards don't do anything in the matchup or just not as potent in that matchup, you side them out and then you could just play Luris as your companion games two and three in the card is so good. It's worth that missing sideboard slot for game one. I mean, no deck is like, okay, I absolutely need 15 cards. That card is so powerful. That's like another, it's like another five cards in your sideboard. Yeah. Even though you're going down technically one card, it just opens up so many possibilities with the cards that you have. It's insane. Have you, have you heard of Mishra's Bobble? by chance yeah the card that's now two hundred dollars for a playset on magic online that's, that's, the one. that's the one cool yeah that's that's the card that's that's the one i was talking about yeah and i'm honestly we could just call this the luris effect because luris is the one that is really ruining everything oh yeah it's the culprit for sure there's no yeah, doubt like about even that. death and taxes is 
now changed into a Lurus deck. But instead of playing like normal Death and Taxes bullshit, they're playing like Mox Amber and Lotus Petal just so they can power out things and then just recast things with Lurus. Like that hurts my heart so much. It seems wrong and dirty, doesn't it? It doesn't feel right. You're it's that you're hundred percent correct. It just feels bad. Feels like that's not what you should be doing, but that's very clearly the best thing you can be doing right now. Yeah, I mean, I even said this in a conversation with somebody else uh, when we were talking about Loris and just like the state of magic right now. It's either you're playing a Loris deck or you're wrong. Yeah, that's, you're that's just, it. You're at a disadvantage. Yeah, it's you're you're playing Loris or your deck is below the power level of everybody else's deck that's playing Loris. Which just seems bad. That's not oh, where it's awful for me. Any and that's format just his wants legacy. to be. Like, let's, we can even just talk about, like, like modern right now. Modern Burn, playing Luris and recurring creature. Modern Jund is all two drops, playing Luris, and then just being able to recur those two drops. That's probably where it's the fairest, though. In it's modern? It's just like, yeah, Jund. It's literally Jund. Oh, just in Jund. Your okay, creatures. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, that style is, though, of thing, that makes sense. But you, you also have to think, the they are playing, like, Seal of Fire in that deck now because Loris. Oh, it's definitely made some deck uh, considerations, uh, restrictions that... Like the deck building restraints? Res- yeah, kind of. But it's... Yeah, that's probably the word I'm looking for. Um, you're playing worse cards to make all your other cards better, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because there's just one card just happens to always be in your deck and always in your hand. That it doesn't matter the quality of the other cards in your deck. You're just going to have so much raw power level. And you don't even have to cast the card for it to be a threat. Very true. Like, it's just that constant looming, hey, I, I know they this, have I access to Luris, right? Now. What do I do that can, one, answer the board, and two, if I do answer the board, I'm using that resource, how fucked am I back? when they just, next turn, untap, play Luris, replay the thing I dealt with? How do I move on from this? Because it's hard to imagine a game state where, you have the answers, you deal with the thing, and you can just wipe your brow and be like, okay, well, let's move on with this game because that just doesn't happen in, in modern anymore. You have to deal with you have to deal with the threat, then deal with Luris, and then deal with the threat again. Does this make Jeskai control good again? No, I don't think so, because now the Luris decks have more card advantage than Jeskai. I'm saying to play it in Jeskai control with you four Mistress Bobbles. Well, I mean, that's kind of what Legacy's doing right now. It's it's just blue-white control that's playing Luris to just have the reoccur draw step with Mishra's Bobble, right? Stand still. That seems where I want to play, if I'm going to play it. Well, I mean, just even think about, just still, just to go back on Modern, there are a bunch of previously, like, quote-unquote fair decks that are just so much more unfair now with Luris in the format. Like the Devoted Druid deck, Oh yeah, good luck. That card's in, that like that's just insane. Usually, you would just be able to kill their their one piece of the combo and advance with your gameplay. Yeah, and you could just continue on with business. Now you that's, don't get to do that. It makes decks um, manipulate their main board and sideboard so much. Like you basically need to sideboard in like against like you would be playing against like dredge. Yeah, like you almost have to you have to commit everything you have to it. But the issue with that is. At the beginning of a game, you're shuffling up your 60-card deck, and then whatever you get is determined by the the way that you shuffled and whatever comes into your hand. The thing that you 
can't control is the fact that your opponent always has the card that you sideboard. Whether you draw your sideboard cards, whether you do anything else, that is a coin flip. You can guarantee every single time they will have the Luris. They will have the ability to do the thing. If you have a way to answer it, I don't know. <laughs> you're you're fucked. Well, if you don't. No, that's fair. That's the perfect way to look at it. Like, okay, well, you're fucked. Well, and even just look at like Pioneer. We don't talk about Pioneer very often because neither of us has really dived deep in that format. But like the top decks in that format are all Luris. It's either Boros Luris or Orzov Luris or like Burn with Luris, Mono White with Luris. Like there's just everything is Mono Luris and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Like there's not an amount of tech out there that can stop that. I'm not sure why they thought that that would be a good idea. Like from the get go, it's like, how is this smart? Well, I think the thing is too, and you can look at it from the data as well that's been presented in the couple past couple weeks. Luris has obviously destroyed almost every constructed format that it's legal, except for one. Standard. Standard. Exactly. Do you think it's just the fact that they just are not giving a fuck about any other format and just said, we're testing these cards for standard, tested them in standard, and they were just like, oh yeah, these cards are just playable. They're fine. And then just released them out into the wild to fucking run rampant on every other format, constructed format. In standard, like, Luris decks are fine. But there's other companion decks that are very, very good. There's decks that aren't running companions that are very, very good. It's true. Like the cycling deck is draft commons. And like, I'm not the only person on the cycling tip. Like there are other people out there like succeeding with the cycling deck. You would think after so many times printing these ridiculous cards, they would have some wacky brewer. They would hire them and be like, we're thinking of printing that. Break it or try to break it. And they'd be like, oh, you can't do that. What are you doing? They would have to hire more than like one person to do that, though. And in the uh, world where they're just trying to maximize profit, are they really trying to pay like five different people 60K a year salary just to try to bust cards? They wouldn't even have to do that. They could say, hey, we'll give you some free stuff occasionally if you do this for us. And people would be like, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Do you? I mean, I don't know if that's a sentiment enough for them to dedicate all of their time and effort into trying to bust decks. And I think people that's do that what... for fun. So why would they not do it for fun and get to see stuff ahead of the curve? But you don't think the people that bust things wide open, like they take ideas from other people. Like you would have to Absolutely have a, they them do. in a vacuum being able to do that with no outside influence. Have a group. There are probably, you, I know you can think of probably several people in the community who are just ridiculously good brewers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's a ton of phenomenal brewers in the community. But those people are also, they, they they don't take a ton of credit for only, like, every idea that they play. That's true. It's just a big melting pot of ideas. Some people are better at connecting pieces than other people, but there are very few people that have the ability to build the puzzle, including all of the pieces together, and then just run it out into the world. That's fair. I can I'm only think of one time, really, statement. in Magic's recent history that there has been a deck that just came out of nowhere that only had like one or two influencers. And then that deck took over the world. And that was the, uh, the, uh, summer bloom deck from that modern pro tour. Yep. Where, uh, I forget the dude's name, Sam black and his buddy, I don't, his buddy was the one. It was his, to. yeah, it was his buddy who just like ran through that tournament with yeah. it. And those were the two guys that played it in that tournament. And they only played it because the guy that 
top aided it, discovered the deck, figured it out, worked out the numbers, and just just ran through people with it. That's the only time in Magic's recent history that I can think of that happening and just being like, oh, oh, that guy just busted the world open. Figured it out. Yeah, that guy was solely responsible for a card getting banned. Yeah, because people are like, oh, this pile of cards is actually good. Yeah, he started the fire. He don't need no water. Gotta let modern burn. <laughs> there. I was wondering if you were going to continue that. Oh, so of course I am. But okay, so this begs the question. We talked about how Loris, but companions also, are just ruining every eternal format. What is the logical step moving? Ban companion. Just ban the mechanic. Yes. And I am, this is one of the things that I think you and I agree on full heartedly, 100%. Doesn't happen often, but when it does. You know, it's correct. Yeah. You, I think companion, not just Luris, but companion needs to get the hammer drop. Yeah, because if Luris gets banned, it'll just be a different one. Exactly. We had this conversation before that, sure, Luris is the 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 outstanding good card out of the companion. The He's one the that's just like right now. Yeah, that is that is the one ring to rule them all. But if you get rid of that one, what is then stopping any of the other companions from just sliding into that spot? Because inherently the companion mechanic is so powerful. It's busted. Yeah, it is just such a gross mechanic that if you ban Luris, what stopping like Gigantha or Garuda or Obosh? from just stepping into that position and then becoming new Luris. And then they ban that one. And then another one of the 10 companions step in and crush and become the the new new Luris. Yeah, until it's just, there's like two left that are unplayable. You'll have the creature one, the four or five for four. Oh, the one that says all of the cards in your starting deck have the same type. Yeah. So Umori. creatures. Yeah. Makes creatures cost less, I think. Well, it makes anything of the type that you choose when you cast it cost less. Yeah. You could have an all instant speed deck and this guy just wait for works just fine. Control deck and he's your finisher. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. I mean, Lutri seems pretty bad in modern. The, the fork one. That's the, the, uh, is it one yeah, that makes you have each card? Yeah. He's uh, just the starting fork. deck. Have the, have a different name. Like a yeah. singleton deck is pretty, pretty rough in that format. Yeah, for sure. in that one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm off mechanic. I think, or off of that mechanic. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, I think the only logical step forward is to put the the hammer to it. And I think at this point, we probably would have gotten it killed if there were paper tournaments. Yeah, people would be cleaning house and that'd be all there is. Yeah, but because there obviously isn't paper tournaments, do you think that they're going to wait until paper tournaments are a, a thing again for them to hit it? I don't know. I guess... I don't know, because hasn't online just garbage fire? It has, but you know what online hasn't done? What? Sell packs. Ah, fair. So yeah, they're going to have all the people buy them. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that Wizards has identified that this... I I, I don't think Wizards is dumb. I think they know that the companion thing has gone way too far out of hand. I don't think that they are... I think they are selfish enough. They're going to let it ride on Magic Online and Magic Arena because they don't really see a ton of profit, at least as much as they would from from selling actual physical product. They're not going to see as much profit come from that as moving packs with these cards. And because the companions are so strong that now everybody needs Aluris to play competitive paper magic, 
they're going to let paper tournaments come out, let that fester for a while, and then ban it after they've made their, their pennies. I genuinely think that's going to happen. I could see that for sure. Which is so scummy. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, that's such a brutal maneuver, though. Yeah, it's kind of shitty, but it's their card game, you know? Yeah, but just for the health of the formats. Like, I love Legacy. Everybody knows that I am the one of the biggest proponents of Legacy. I don't want to when... pick up Death and Taxes, like, ever again at this point. Like, my deck is unplayable. Yeah, and just get curb stomped by everyone else. Yeah, you just get rolled. Like I said before, if you're not playing a Luris deck or playing a Companion deck, you're wrong. And I think that's 100% correct. So it remains to be seen where the future of uh, constructed magic lies. But, I mean, if Wizards wanted more people to get into Commander, it's working. Because I don't have to really deal with the the Companions as much in the budget Commander rooms as I do <laughs> in Constructed. Well, can you have a Companion and a Commander? In oh, commander? yeah. I, I played a game of Commander Online where my opponent had Garuda as a Companion. And you know what's real fucked up, Matt? What's that? Almost all of the clones in Magic are in even converted mana cost. <laughs> I think all of them are except um, Doppelganger. The Demir Doppelganger. That's three, right? No, actual Doppelganger. That's five. Three blue, blue. Well, regardless of how many aren't, I know a vast majority are even. And that deck is disgusting. Yeah, I got rolled pretty quickly by that. So, yeah, I mean... Not even Commander is safe from Companion. But hopefully people realize that those decks are not fun to play because it's just the same thing over and over again. So who knows? I don't know. Companion sucks. It's not good. Yeah. If we're taking one thing from this, Companion is garbage. Well, actually, it's very good, but that's why it's garbage. (laughs) It's so good. It's so broken. Now, Matt, there was another thing that happened this week that I want your take on. I've been waiting all week to... I haven't brought it up to you. I've been waiting all week to bring it up on air because i just am interested to hear what your thoughts on this are Uh and it is the old school naming conventions for decks and magic what do you mean like tricks and cheerios and yes you nailed it that's exactly what i'm talking so those are glorious i I do remember when all of the decks why i see them in old school all the time oh that's true and and pre-modern like machine head is a name of a like style of deck. It's black green with like artifact creatures, and it's oh, fantastic. People who've been playing Magic for a while, or even just are into the history of Magic or older formats, there was a recent change. I would say within the past like five years, where decks have went from unique names to just color, 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 and then like a card that's in the deck. Grixis Delver, Rug Delver. Well, now it's Timur Teamer. Delver. The most recent one I can think of is a modern deck, Eggs. Oh, that's not even a new modern deck. No, but like that's the newest one I can actually think of. Yeah, I mean, even with like stuff like Amulet Titan, like that's just two cards in the deck. Yeah. Devoted Druid or Devoted Devastation, I guess, is the new name because they're playing Devoted Druid and Final or Finale of Devastation. Um, you see it a lot more in pre-modern with like uh, you were. Uh, blue red tricks which is like the illusions of grander donate the reason why i bring this up is there were some discord on twitter just kind of discussing the uh, the old naming convention of magic where um whoever came up with the deck just named the motherfucker whatever they wanted which is glorious yes and 
I was interested to hear your take, whether you think that that is a good thing or a bad. I think it's good um, and bad. It depends on what they name it. If it's something dumb, then no. But And there are decks like uh, Noble Fish. So Brian Noble came up with the uh, vintage deck that was like green creature aggro with control elements. It was like a pre-Delver Delver deck. Okay. However, now fish, if I say fish, what does that refer to? That would be merfolk. That would be merfolk. Or um, specific, like another one that comes to mind is Kelly Oath. So Brian Kelly innovated a different type of oath strategy where instead of playing these big, big dumb idiots that you could never ever cast, he played castable creatures with a lot of control and stuff like that. So he didn't have to rely on Oath of Druid. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Brian Kelly is a genius. He's he's next level smart. And even those naming conventions are abundant in Legacy too. Like Tin Fins. Yeah, like, that. that doesn't tell you anything about the deck. Nick Fit tells you nothing about the deck. Uh, Team America, the pre the pre Sultai Delver Sultai deck. Like, Which wasn't even created by America, which is funny. No, that was a European deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this is the best part. But yeah, the, none of these decks tell you what the deck does. But if you were around when the, neck was, when the deck name was popularized, you kind of know it by that heuristic. Yeah, you know exactly what it was. Yeah, like Canadian Threshold, that's just Rug Delver. Yep. Well, and you can just say Canadian Threshold and people will know that that's just the Rug Delver. That was actually a pro team who came up with that because they started playing the the one one that became a three three hexproof when Threshold. Yes, Nimble Mongoose. That's I couldn't. Think yeah, of that. that was the Nimble Mongoose Rug deck. And there is part of me that really really loves that naming convention. There's part of me re- really fucking hates it. But I think, I think overall it's pretty funny. I think Magic should go back to just letting people name decks. Whatever the fuck they want to name them. Well, even if, like, at a tournament you've put in some other deck um, that even is, like, a brew, they'll just put, let's say it's some three-color combo deck. They'll just say, like, blue, white, black, and then, like, the main namesake card in the deck. Or they might not even do that. They would just say it is just... The colors. Yeah, they would just say W-U-B. That's yeah, a real bummer. That's it. And like, th- I mean, there's an argument to say that like that tells you just as much of nothing about the deck as the stupid meme name that somebody came up with. And I, I don't understand if it's not offensive. Why does it matter? Just let the person live their life. I just I and I saw people just arguing about it on Twitter and I was like, well, like that really gave a nice personal touch to Matt. That it did. And I loved that part of it. And I think where that same mentality is carried on still is commander because now that i've been getting more and more into commander when i'm looking at different deck lists online and stuff all of the commander decks still follow that same mentality of i'm just going to name my deck something dumb and stupid i did not know that oh that's definitely the name of the commander oh no there is a good portion of the commander community that still loves naming their decks dumb shit and my friend group is is still definitely in that that category. Like my one friend who I've been playing Magic with, Zach, he made a sig. Was it River Cutthroat? Is that the Demir one? The blue black one, yeah. Yes, he made a deck with sig, and then a bunch of enchantments that like steal your opponent's creatures, 
and he named the deck Bummin Sigs. That's funny. Yeah, like that. that is, sounds good. That like, is why a can't you just sweat that roll? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and that is like what I want to see in Magic. That is just so perfect. That's just super, super clever. Because what's the deck doing? It's a Sig deck, but it's also stealing your creatures. So it's you're bombing Sigs, yeah. That's yeah, funny. You're with Sig. It's bombing Sigs. You get it. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> that is funny. It really is. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that part of Magic. And now that Magic is slowly starting to turn into like an eSport, I think we're slowly starting to anymore. lose that personal touch that we just don't get to have anymore. Oh, absolutely. You're not going to see that anymore. And I think seeing all of the people discuss it now, when I submit deck lists or stuff and stuff, I'm going to stop using the preferred vernacular and I'm just going to start being a dick and just start naming decks the random thing. That's what I do. Like death and taxes is always going to be death and taxes, but that's because that's also just a dumb name. That's one of the dumb names that has survived. I think it's too late to what, prison creature. Yeah. Mono white prison creature. Well, even like the prison concept, that name in legacy is still kind of survived as like, the stompy deck because it was originally like dragon stompy right with a bunch of big yeah, red um, dragon idiots and then you played yeah. a bunch of prison artifacts and now every deck that people play that play those same kind of things style yeah it's, they're all mono just red or mono green yeah green stompy or red stompy yeah they just take like some concept like eldrazi stompy although there was a white deck for a while that was like humans or knights it was knight stompy it's because it's aggro Totally aggro, dude. Um, I am... One of the ones that I really miss is Junk, which is now... Uh, Absent. Because it's like, oh, it's just all good junk. Yeah, just a pile of cards. Junk. It's a pile of junk. That was like one of the first ones that I heard of. That I was like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, no, it's just literally just black, white, green cards. Yeah, just good cards. And like, sure, the negatives are that you don't immediately, by hearing the name, know what the deck is all about. But in the age of technology... You're looking at the deck list if you're interested in it anyway. You look at the deck, and then you see what's going on. And then the name is just additional flavor. Yeah. Like, there's almost a 100% chance that I would not have ever looked at, like, a Cephalid Breakfast deck in Legacy if I didn't see the name Cephalid Breakfast and thought, oh, I need to find out what that is. That name's amazing. Yeah, what are they going to call it? Bant Combo now? Isn't it Bant, or is it Blue-White? Um, It's Bant. But yeah, like like Cephalid combo, I guess you could call it. Because Cephalid is still a, a important card in the deck. Yeah, it's the the reason for the deck. Yeah, it turns out that is that is a combo piece. I don't know, I just saw that this was a thing, and it might have just been a conversation because people are bored, because there's nothing else really going on. Yeah, that's fair. They were like, eh, let's bitch about it. But goddamn did it make me nostalgic for the good old days, where I was just sitting, brewing decks with my friends, and then I would think of an idea... And then the first thing I would think of after I thought of the idea is, what am I going to call this? Like, what is the dumb mm, name that I'm going to think of for this? That's fair. I think my new favorite one is Bum and Sigs. <laughs> that is such I, a... I still do thoroughly enjoy that. Zach, if you're listening, you did a good job, champ. Never changed. The Fashion Shock boys are proud. And if you want to tell Zach how good of a job he did with his deck name, you can do it on the Fetch and Shock Discord because he is a member. <laughs> I was wondering who that was. I saw someone come in after everyone else and was like the hell is this but now i know figured it out you figured it out but i'm so i tried my best yeah so this is the fetch and jog psa to uh start naming your decks dumb shit bring that back and i will enjoy it maybe we're just gonna make that a tab in the discord name my deck or give us your shitty deck names (laughs) 
it would just every month we'll just have the, the best deck name of the month. I can get behind that. That's actually kind of sick, Matt. You know what else? Uh, we have a favorite of not I of the month know. though of all time. Oh, our top five. We do have a top five favorite, I and this there. week our top five is going to be top five tokens. I figured it out. Yes, the non-card permanent that we all know and love. Me and Matt, we're gonna we're gonna break down our top five of them. Matt, I'm assuming you brought your list. I did. Let me bring it. Up. Well, while you're bringing it up, I'll start off. I'll go through my honorable mention. Okay. My first honorable mention, and this is going to be a absolute surprise for you. My first honorable mention is a one-one white soldier creature token. Shocker. Specifically, the ones produced by Elspeth, uh, Sun's champion. I love that card. Knight Errant also makes tokens. It does, but Sun's champion just does such a good job. She makes three of them. For a Does plus. do a better job, yeah. Get out of here. God, I loved that card. That's still one of my favorite Planeswalkers of all time. Hardcore unplayable, but yeah, now, now at least. Um, that was like a good finisher in Modern for a while. And it would like crush that standard. Yeah, that was the best thing you could be doing in standard. Oh, hell yeah. That card is sick. Another honorable mention that I have is, and this is going to be an honorable mention because I feel like these tokens don't get the love that they deserve because they're often represented by not a token, but just a card. I'm talking about Manifest, Morph, and Embalm token. Those tokens really don't get love, man. They're too often than not just flipped over versions of the actual card that they're representing. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's just easier that way. It's But, man, do I love Manifest and Morph? Embalm, too, just because I had to throw it into that category. But, like, you can still get those tokens. Like, those tokens still exist. They do exist. It's just the fun. They do exist. <laughs> <laughs> And then my final honorable mention is more of a card than a token. And it's only the card because it doesn't have a token. Matt, do you know what it is? I do not. It is Ophiomancer. Oh, is that the Black Snake or something? That is the three mana creature that at your end step, if you do not control a, a snake, you create a 1-1 one, one black snake creature with death touch. You create a token of uh, a token 1-1 one, one black snake creature with death touch. Matt, there isn't an actual printed 1-1 one, one Black Snake with Death Touch. They don't exist. No, they don't exist. <laughs> what a shame. So what I know what I know what uh, your two of your top five, probably three of them now. Oh, oh goodness. I think I know where you know what your number one is. And I was going to make it an honorable mention, but I wanted to leave this suspense for you. Get it up there. I'm sure you know. It's pretty. 1,000% I do. Yeah, it'd be a cold day in hell if I didn't. To not know what it is, yeah. Emphasis on the cold. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, you, there's, a, there's a thing out there, a type of precipitation possibly, that is cold. That might have something to do with the token. You're not, no, but yeah. So, my honorable mention, uh, the old zombie tokens. Do you know what Ooh. I'm talking about? Like the set there from. The unset ones, right? Because it was like a goblin. Like the like the, almost the first tokens. Like that they're like kind of like set in a little bit. Like they're like very old border. I don't even think it's unset. Hold on. I'm going to try to find it. The unset my... for like the goblins is incredible. It might be the unset. You might be correct, but I'm not positive. If I thought the they were older they than that. It's the first unset. What? Unhinged. Unhinged? Is that it? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Looking it up right now. No. Uh, Odyssey. Oh, you're talking about the Odyssey ones. I'm, see, the unhinged, like the squirrel token and Pegasus token, like the textless ones that are just pictures. Those are so sick. No, these are like 10 bucks. Yeah, they're what, Odyssey. What set is it from? But 
Odyssey. Oh, I'm going to have to look this up. Now, this is just because of... Oh, yeah, these are sweet. Now, this is just because of the look of the token, right? That and none of them look like that. Yeah, this is a very unique token style. Are they foil? No, I don't believe so. Oh, they look, they're like a slate on the outside, but they kind of look almost foil. I don't believe that they are. They could be, but I'm pretty sure they that are they're either, not. But they are sick. God, these tokens are cool. That and then the, the O1 plant. From Odyssey? No, just the O1 plant. Oh, just in general, O1 plant token. Yes. Is there a particular particular token generator that you're fond of with that one? No, not at all. Now, did you think of your top five in matters of cards that produce the token or just tokens in general? Tokens in general. Oh, we took a very different stand on this then. I kind of like this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I all of my all of my top five picks are because I love like the card or like the environment that the tokens were produced in. Maybe not the tokens themselves, but the things that the tokens represent to me in my brain. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, I just went strict tokens. I love this. This is the first time this has ever happened. Yeah, I think so. We really didn't talk about this much. It was just... I was just like, hey, what do you think about tokens? You're like, yep. And I'm like, yep. (laughs) And then we went. Well, I guess that's not true. I did a little bit of both. That was like half an... All right, well, why don't you set us off with your uh, number five pick? So you will be familiar with this one. It is the germ token. Oh, a little bit of batter skull action. Living weapon. Oh, 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 black germ. It can be the batter skull one because that's really what it is. Yeah, I love that. That's a real good one. I am where a did, sucker. For where did you get with that? For my number five? Yeah. My number five is actually, I don't, I think I could have given you a hundred years of guessing and I don't think you would ever guess this token. My number five is the two, two green boar token yeah i would have never guessed. matt do you know what card produces a 2-2 green boar yeah it's the blue thing that exiles curse of the swine yeah is the card that you're referring to i wouldn't have guessed that you would have picked that but i know exactly what you're talking about oh my god just because i love curse of the swine so much i if i ever build a blue commander deck there's a zero percent chance that curse of the swine is not in the deck because I love that. It is my favorite Blue Wrath of all time. More, way, way, way better than Cyclonic Rift. Just more useful and more fun because you get to give people green swines. Yeah, you get a pig. You get a pig. You get a pig. I turn into Oprah every time I cast Curse of the Swine. I love it. And the art on the actual token is so good. It's like an like a warrior or a soldier from Theros turned into a pig. So the pig is just has like the little skirt and the sword and the helmet just laying around it and it's just a pig now absolutely incredible yeah i think you had some of them you have them don't you oh i have easily more copies of a 2-2 green boar token than any other token in the history of mad fair i love that card right matt you you want to hear my number four i suppose so let's hear it my number four is more based off of a set than a specific card but my number four is the clue token I didn't even think about that. I was all mine. I'm not going to lie. They're creature tokens. Yeah, but uh, man, I love me a clue token. Yeah, that is a token. Hell yeah, it is. Thraven Investigator makes it. Which, Thraven Inspector. Or Inspector. I, this is the second time I've blown Every time. Yeah, in the top every five. Time, every time <laughs> you talk about it, it's Thraven I Investigator. I totally blow it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cards. I uh, can't get the name right. Um, Tireless Tracker also makes it. Bygone Bishop makes it. The only cards that make it are obviously from Shadows of Randestrad. But holy shit, the clue tokens in limited, the blue green clue deck, one of my all time. Yeah. There's a very 
wide margin between that deck and other decks in draft because I had so much fun with that deck. Unbelievable. In the clues, just be able to play a card, get the clue token, and then just cash it in later for a card when you don't have anything else to do. That is value city, baby. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, that seems pretty good because yeah. it is. That's why. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems good because it is good. Matt, what's your number four? So my number four is broken into two. Would you like to take a stab at what it is? Broken into two, A. Is it like two separate tokens or are they like tokens that have something to do with each other? Both. Oh, this is a tough one. Is it Morph and Manifest? No. Um, so this is the 3-3 three, three Death Touch and the 3-3 oh, Lifelink. Engine. Worm coil engine token. So when it dies, it's a three three death touch and a three three lifelink. That's a good. Oh boy. I I don't know why. I was always so proud and happy to actually have those tokens. Those uh, are because a sought after item. Original. I opened them organically. Yeah. So that was that was always cool to have that. Because when I those... play decks with tokens, I don't know why I token. like to have the actual token. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And this was when I started playing modern and like was playing a deck with Warm Coil Engine. I was like, oh shit, I need to get these tokens for this deck and then look them up. And at that point, they had not been reprinted in Commander or anything like that. The only versions of it were the ones from the set. And they were like $7 a piece. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And I was like, oh, cool. It looks like I won't have these ever because why would I? But yeah, those are some sick tokens. Yeah, they're like on just looking on card kingdom they're like six and nine dollars yeah they're very good and even and now they've been reprinted a couple times yeah which is wild that's a good one that was number three very good like that to follow up a strong one with that um so it is very very strong it is only a one one but generally does not stay a one one for long Ooh. riddle me this what am i talking about it's a one one that doesn't stay a one one for long I'm assuming that is because it has a mechanic on it that gives it a plus one plus one for each non-creature spell you cast. Ding, ding, ding. It is a one, uh, one monk. Yeah. Yep. That's my number three is the one, one monk token that Monastery Mentor produces. A good um, That's a really good one. Seems quite innocuous, but uh, specifically in Vintage, you get one or two tokens off your Mentor. You don't really need Mentor any. No. You no, can you kill pretty easily with uh, two guys, because they get big very quickly. Yeah, all you have to do is sling spells, which is all you really do in a mentor deck. So, yeah, that's a really good one. So that's my number three. Um, I also have some of these. I also have Brian. I can't think of Brian's last name. The artist? No, the fucking vintage player. Oh, uh... It's gonna really bug me. You'll think of it later, and you're just gonna yell it out. Looking him up on Twitter, because the it's Pittsburgh really... Guy. That's Yeah, it's really bugging me. He won Eternal Weekend. Corval. Yep, Corval. Brian Corval. Yep. Coval. Coval? Corval? Coval. It might be Coval. Coval or Corval? It's Coval. Yeah, but I even have a couple uh, Brian Coval versions With of his the SCG one when he won SCG uh, with regionals. I don't know what it was, but yeah. With the SCG that like, invitational. The invite. Yeah. That. That one. We figured yeah. it out. Yeah, very yeah, cool. I was really bugging me. But uh, what is your number three? My number three is actually your number five. Ooh, the OO germ. The germy boy. I do love, and because of obviously Batterskull. Yeah, checks out. I Living Weapon is such a sick mechanic, first of all. And obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, you are familiar with my deep love for all things death and taxes. Batterskull is a 
mainstay in Death and Taxes. And I have made so many OO germs. It is unbelievable. Yeah, that does not surprise me. I fucking love me some germs, man. I figured that would be on your list. I could probably guess uh, two and one. I don't think you'll guess my two. Is it a Thopter token? It isn't a Thopter token. It is or isn't? Is not. Oh, then I definitely know your number one. Ooh, I think you know my number one, too. I think I'd number... be shocked if, it, if my I was number wrong, two, but... I think, is going to be a curveball for you. My number two is for sure a curveball for you. Well, my number two is actually one of your honorable mentions. The sapperling? It's an O1 pl- plant. The plant because a homeboy that makes plants for each land you control, I'm guessing. Avenger of Zendikar. Exactly. Yeah. Probably my favorite creature to cast in Commander. It's, it's a very, very good finisher wrecks. in Commander. It yeah. just wrecks. I mean, it's also a great finisher in Cube. I've cast that a ton of times in Cube, and it just feels so good every time. Yeah, just make a shitload of 01s. Oh, look at that. They're 1-2s. Oh, that's a fetch land. They're 2-3s. Kill you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, feels okay. Yeah, seems pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, I do love me some 01 plants, especially when they're 3-4 plants. <laughs> yeah. Makes them much better. Makes them way better. Who would have thunk? Yeah, I am a sucker for an 01 plant. Good now, now two. I'm interested. What is your number two? I really, I don't think. I already know so, what your number one is, but yeah, go ahead and give me the insight into your number. Two. So my number two is actually Squirrel Two. Ooh, a squirrel. Yes, and there, um, for a long time, there was only one printing of Squirrel tokens. That was the unset one. No, it was the one from Odyssey. Oh, and then the unset one. Uh, no, then Beerusy. No, I thought the unset had a Squirrel token. Nope, it, the unsanctioned. Which is the most recent one. No, Unhinged definitely had a squirrel, has a squirrel token, right? No, it does not. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Or I'm Unglued squir- has a squirrel token. I'm looking at all the squirrel tokens. It, there's not an Unglued one. There is a Conspiracy. There's a Modern Horizon. There's an Unstable. There is the Odyssey promo. And then there's Unsanctioned. Nah, you're wrong. I hate to break it to you. There is an Unglued one. It's just called Squirrel. Fuck. Yeah, it's just a picture of a squirrel. Yeah, it's just squirrel okay yeah i did not know that this is what they just did the dumb pictures of the 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 creature because they did the zombie one the zombie one's gorgeous yeah that one's pretty dope too but mine is the original one the oh the odyssey because that was from squirrel nest i think yes squirrel nest yeah squirrel nest that card still has earthcraft banned in legacy (laughs) classic squirrel nest but yeah that's my number two um, it's a great I token. just love them. I love the squirrels for whatever reason. Couldn't tell you why, uh, but I do. I wish that could be a commander deck, like a sustainable commander deck without uncards would be squirrels, but it's just I don't think there's a way to do it. Uh, yeah, Deranged Hermit is not a legend, I think. No, unfortunately not. Un- if you allow would... uncards in your commander uh, group, then yeah, it's totally a thing that you can do. But, but without uncards, it's just such a far cry from being an actual deck. Yeah, well, I, I can't think of any actual legendary squirrels that aren't in set. Matt, what year is it? It is 2020. I wonder if the year has anything to do with your number one token of all time. Nope, the flying indestructible what did it. So, <laughs> that was the thing that did it? That was the thing. That, so yeah, my number one is obviously Meritly. Um, clearly my favorite token. I love that land and its abilities still one of my favorite cards to this day merit age 2020 baby that's where my boat's going should um <laughs> or lord and savior I've, I've made many a 2020 yeah that it was that's like one of your favorite combos it's probably my actual favorite i love that yeah merit age is a hell of a that's the 
single most powerful token of all time. Yeah, I don't think they're going to top it. They might. Who the um, knows? I think I, I, I can think of at least one token that is more powerful than Maryland. Would that be a spirit token? Matt, how'd you know? Because you have fucking spirit tokens in your wallet right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. A little weird segue into my number one favorite token of all time. It is 1000% the 1-1 one, one flying spirit. Yep, I figured as much. That's not surprising to anyone. Yeah, like Matt alluded to, um, if you open up my wallet right now, you will find exactly four copies of the 1-1 one, one flying spirit from Innistrad. Because <laughs> I never go anywhere without... Because, I mean, what if you cast a Lingering Souls, Matt? And I don't have spirit tokens. You don't have the spirit tokens. You got my back. What are you ever going to do? Hope that you're around so I can say, Tyler. Hey, pull out your wallet, bud. You got some spirits in there, bud. Yeah, dude. Listen, your boy, I always keep that motherfucking thing on me. You do. I'll give you that much. I do love me some fucking spirit. And I just love casting lingering. first saw that, I was like, you shitting me. And then you thought about it and you're like, wait, that's genius. But is it genius? No, that's smart. When you cast a card like Lingering Souls, as much as I do, big ol' smart, smart. Yeah, extra smart. Like if you're if you're not prepared with tokens, what kind of magic player are you? That's fair. You're literally always prepared. Yeah, if there's if there's one thing I'm, I am at, it's prepared. But you know what's a, a cool thing that that we offer? I'm surprised you didn't. I was gonna put our token. I almost did. I, I was, was gonna, gonna use that to. as an honorable mention, but I wanted to throw the plug in at the end because fair. Every all of our all of our top five. It just doesn't mean anything because you can just get a token that is everything. You are not wrong. It's it's all the things all in one with the fetch and shock token, Matt. And you out there, if you want a token of anything. It's everything from a zero zero germ to a twenty twenty merit range. And everything in between. And everything in between. If you would ever want a token, any viewers out there, all you have to do is slide in them DMs at fetch underscore shock. And I we will prepare you. Tokens with custom art drawn by the talentless Tyler or Matt. And we'll send them directly to you. That we will. And if you want, you're a much better artist than I because I have actual zero. Yeah, you have like, I have zero, zero talent, talent, but you have like negative talent. I have less than Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's like negative five talent. That's even being a little bit generous. Yeah. But we can draw absolutely awful, unrecognizable art on a token and we will send it directly to you all you have to do is ask that's fetch underscore shock or you can slide into the discord and do the same thing yeah We're just, just make ask we have, new, we have them a new room just dumb token requests of your token and then the shitty art that you want on it i don't know dude you made some pretty good ones i have made some really nice ones in the past like the ones i made for Corey were pretty prime and the goblins i made pretty prime yeah my germ token of just the guy coughing, that one's very good too. I have a three-three elk that is a steaming pile of shit. Because <laughs> we were at a magic tournament and you needed an elk, and I looked at somebody, I was like, "Hey, what does an elk look, elk look like?" And the guy was just like, "I don't know, a pile of shit." I'm like, "Perfect, nailed it." Just a complete stranger, and I just drew the shit emoji on a thing. And I was like, "Hey, I got you an elk, bud." <laughs> I said thanks. I used it. Yeah, it did the thing. It did the trick. So yeah, your shit, you are awful token ideas send them to us and we'll either send you the awful token or i'll keep it in the collection forever oh speaking of collection forever um i have 25 cards with from pack wars from pack wars. you collect you you finally counted up the collection from your sorting this weekend 
Yeah, because I took him out of the binder. I think I'm going to make a collage with my winnings. Well, you're going to have to wait until that whole entire thing's done. That doesn't take too long. You suck at Pack Wars. Listen, that's a never-ending battle. Once this whole thing, entire thing's done, I think I just realized what our Fetch and Shock live stream is going to be. And it's just going to be you and me playing Pack Wars. For like a week straight. Just yeah, we're buy, just gonna do a like a six-hour stream of just you and me crushing through pack war. I think the ultimate pack war is a pack of alpha or beta, and then you're just gonna use like a black lotus to crush me, and I'm just be like, well, gotta sign it. <laughs> Fuck you, no. Give it to Actually, me. oh god, that is the rule, I guess, huh? I don't think that I could do it. You have to ignore. The rules of pack war. <sighs> You're not wrong. Okay, we're not doing beta just for that. I would literally unfriend <laughs> I'm you. I'm glad you rethought in that. In life, you would be unfriended for sure. Worth it. I got a Black Lotus out of the gig. God damn you. I love it. Matt, are you ready to close out this episode? I suppose so. Well, there's only one more thing we got to do then. Is it you asking me or am I asking you? I think you're asking me because you gave me the shout out last week after you won. That that checks out. Yeah, math checks out. So we got one more thing in store, and that is our game for the week, which is lovingly referred to as Accumulated Knowledge. So in this game, we go to the Scryfall website, and we hit the random card generating button. A random card pops up, and one of us asks the name of the card. The other one has to give the mana cost of the card. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they don't, uh, they don't, they don't get to play with tokens ever, and they have to be the chump that's unprepared. For the rest of their magic. You get to make a token on your life pad. Oh, oh like this one's a softball. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds like an empty life. Not using fetch and shock tokens. Idiots. What a miserable existence. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I use them for everything. Oh, my goodness. Proxies we've used, we've used them as proxies. We've used them as everything. This has now just life become pads. a plug for our tokens. So, sir, are you ready? Your first one is a softball. Oh, is it? Yes. Let's hear it. Thought not seer. Thought not seer, eh? Is this the first thing we've uh had that has like the the waste mana symbol in it i think it might be i think it is so thought knots here is a four four creature that when it enters the battlefield you get to thought seize your opponent except for it goes exiled and then when thought knots here leaves the battlefield they draw a card it is for three and a colorless that is correct they actually reveal their hand. Uh, target opponent reveals their hand, and then when it leaves, target opponent draws a card. So multiplayer games, you can choose two different people. That's just true. As a, just as a heads up. But yeah, that is correct. Uh, that was a pretty pretty big softball. One. Oh my goodness. I've cast plenty Jesus of... Jesus Christ. Both of you have cast plenty of in our time. You ready for your easier second card? It's easier than Thought Knots here? Yes. Is it Negate again? No. What is it? Uh, this is treasure cruise treasure cruise wow we're just getting all of the cards that are just super easy treasure cruise um would you say it's like the fixed ancestral visions or not it's i mean ancestral recall it is the fixed version it's still super broken but yeah yes, it's like hard it to the, say that it's fixed right it is definitely the the more fair version well because it is sorcery speed it but it does also speed. still draw you three cards it does also draw you three cards that is correct and it, but it is also only one blue mana. It is also only one blue mana. But it also has Dell, and it has seven colorless before the blue mana. That would be correct. Okay, you really cool. took a long time milking that one. Had to beat around the bush. This one's a little, little different. 
Oh, is it? So it's not Treasure Cruiser. It's, it's not Thought Treasure Cruiser. Did not thought nuts here. Oh shit! All right, this is Outrider of Jess. Outrider of Jess. Oh boy. Oh, uh, is it like Jest? Like G? Like J E S T? No, it's Jess. J H E S S. Oh, I have no fucking clue what this is. I don't know this one either. Oh, if it well, makes you feel any better. That makes me want to not use a hint. Um, Outrider kind of seems like a white card, though. Is it or two is it white, black? White? I'm going to say two white, white. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is not correct. It is, is it three in the blue. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's a human knight, so weren't too, too far off. Um, it's exalted, and it's a two-two. Exalted, eh? So it's from Alara. Yes, shards of Alara. Hmm. I would not. That's a terrible exalted card. It costs four man. Yeah, that's a little much for something with exalted. Yeah, that was pretty bad. All right, you ready for number four? Yeah, can you give me something like treasure cruiser thought knots here, please? No, uh, this is Nessian <laughs> ass. Oh, this is the snake from Theros. Um, it's got monstrous for a million. Um, this is actually like a fine card in limited. It's five mana. It's four and a green. Take final mana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is correct. I figured you'd get this uh, because this is pretty good. In Theros. Yeah, Theros limited, baby. Yeah, f- uh, four, five mana, four, five with reach that just gets bigger that you can dump mana into. Yeah, the monstrous is like like seven mana. Yeah, six and a green. And it gets like plus three, plus three or something. Monstrous four. Oh, plus four, plus four. Good old eight, nine reach. Seems okay. It is legal in every format except standard brawl and historic, if that makes you feel any better. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's definitely legal in popper because it's a common well, two headed snake action. Yeah, you just you just won. Do you want your last one? Oh, of course I want my last one. All right. This is soul. Soul drinker. This sounds like a spirit. I want to don't drink and thrive, dude. Don't drink and thrive. It sounds like it's a spirit. I feel like I know this because it's a spirit. I'm going to actually use a hint. Okay. What does the card do? Pay three life. Put a one, one, plus one, plus one counter on Soul Drinker. Oh, this guy is black for sure. Or is it white? Or no, is it's it green? Black. Could be multicolored. It could be multiple colors. I think it's just black. Um, It's a not a particularly good spirit, though. Um, My last drink hint, is it, thrive, is it a spirit? Drink and thrive, dude. It is a spirit. Is that the flavor text is don't drink and thrive? Don't drink and thrive, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. I think it's black. I think it's two and a black for like a something. Is that your final answer? I don't know if that's right, but I, I know this is black. I just don't know the actual mana cost of it. It is black. I'll give you that. And it is a spirit. I did know that. It is a spirit. But is it what I said two and a black? You said two and a black. Is that your final answer? Yeah, is is that what it is? No, it is three and a black, but God pretty close. It's four mana, two two, where you can pay a bunch of life for a minimal effect. Oh, this is originally from Tempest and then reprinted in uh, Doldex Divine versus Demonic. Yeah, I rem- I just remember looking at like for Spirit Commander stuff and then seeing this card and being like, oh, yeah, not that great. No, it's not definitely bad, not. but not good. Because I was specifically looking at Esper colored spirits. That's not surprising. Because I wanted to play blue white, obviously, but I wanted to obviously. play black so I could play lingering souls. Because I wanted to make one one white spirit tokens. In commander, yeah, sure, that checks out. Yeah, big fan. 
Well, I got some easy ones. Yeah, but, uh, you you actually oh yeah you got first two were cakewalks and your fourth one I figured you would was bread uh, and butter be able to crack that down. Yeah. Yeah, give me a, a very a good card for Theros Limited. Yeah, that seems okay. Yeah, that did not surprise me. Oh, I'm a big winner, baby. I love this. Especially when it's nice and easy like that, where I just walk through it. I'm a big fan. You really did walk through that one. You could have made it a little bit harder. I tried my best, but it wouldn't let me. The, see, the the Scryfall gods were, they were not smiling on my, down on me this day. Yeah, they were not on my team today. Oh, you didn't want me to succeed, Matt? You prick. Absolutely not. <laughs> I wanted you to lose. That's... You motherfucker. Of course I wanted you to lose. What are you talking about? Matt, you son of a bitch. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Well, I get the last laugh because I also get the shout out for the week. Unfortunately, you also get the shout out for the week. That would be correct. And that I, is correct. That is correct. <laughs> but this week, I'm going to shout out a guy who uh, is a fellow magic podcaster. If it's Corey, I quit and I'm never coming back. <laughs> it isn't Corey. I think Corey's already got the shout out. So we've already used he's, he's already his used his karma. Amount. Just but kidding, no, Corey, but not really. I'm going to shout out another podcast um he also does youtube stuff and he also streams on occasion and he also has a very cool discord that i'm a part of it is magic with zuby i think we did zuby before did we i think so i don't think we did i could have sworn we did whatever i'm cool with doing zuby again if we did i'm fine well if we did this is this is our first double thing we've had so many episodes he deserves it the fact that we haven't done one twice so far is actually a miracle. Yeah. Almost an entire year. But yeah, like you said, if this is our if this is our first double, then uh, it, he he earned it. Yeah, that's acceptable. Because Zuby's the man. But yeah, Magic with Zuby again. He podcaster. Uh, has great conversations with a bunch of different people in the Magic community. If we don't get on an episode of Magic with Zuby after our one year, uh, I'm boycotting Magic. I think you said that before. I'm pretty sure we did do Zuby. <laughs> Am I just repeating myself then? Somebody go for, back for and that all fifty episodes and tell me if I did if I if I did the thing. But yeah, Zuby earned it. You can find him on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, and also on his Twitter you'll be able to find links to the podcast. You'll be able to find links to his YouTube, his Twitch, his Discord, all of the things. And Zuby's a stand-up guy, big fan. Yeah, you're not wrong. So that is either a great shout out or. A great repeat shout out, but regardless, it's still a good one. Yeah, either way, it's still still a good one. Hell yeah. No doubt. Well, no Matt, there's a couple other shout outs that we can give before we close this out, because we definitely didn't do it last week. Did we not? No, shout we got ourselves out again. We forgot to shout out ourselves, which is that if you're looking for us on Twitter, it's fetch underscore shock. If you're looking for Matt on Twitter, it's at its bop. And if you're looking for me on Twitter, it is at basic land bin. And if you go to fetch underscore shock on twitter you'll be able to find a link to join the official fetch and shock discord channel so do that we really didn't did we no we totally blew it last week that could be worse we were just too excited about talking about other stuff like giveaway shit and what and everything that we ended up talking about after the episode closed yeah i blame everyone else and you oh this just everything your besides yourself well duh <laughs> yeah math checks out why would i blame myself <laughs> the infallible matt Incapable of wrong. That should have been pretty obvious from the get-go, bud. Matt, we still have to decide what we're doing for giveaways. I'm probably going to end up trying to post something this weekend about it, too, because I should be getting 
the goods in tomorrow. The rest of it. Hopefully. The playmat should be coming in either tomorrow or early next week, and the rest of the cards for the commander deck should be coming in tomorrow. I think you just spoiled the, the playmat thing. No, I think we talked about that before, didn't we? Not on the not on the podcast now. Oh, well, here's the spoiler effect, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One of our other giveaways is a custom Fetch and Chalk playmat. If we didn't say it before, now you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't, but that's okay. But if you now don't you know, know, now you know. The more you know. Insert reading rainbow thing. I was like, what are you talking about? But I understand. Do I you get know? it now. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, before I ended up throwing away any more spoilers, let's close this boy up. Yeah, before you screw it up. <laughs> we probably already screwed it up at this point. Most likely, yeah. Before we screwed up more. We will see you later, nerds! Peace out.